Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Today's business phone systems are required to do more than just answer phone calls. A cloud-based or VoIP voice system from Blackfoot Communications simplifies your business communications while adding features and capabilities. Your staff, remote or in-house, can provide the service your customers expect. With zero upfront investment, your future phone system is available today. Call 541-5000 or visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's almost Thanksgiving. And Ryan is still nowhere to be found, but have no fear. Coulter Nuanas here to take you into your holiday weekend. Welcome to the show. It is Tutel Nuanas broadcasting to you live from the ESPN Missoula Studios. Ryan Tutel, he is not here. He's on vacation this week. Hope he's enjoying himself with his family. But I am here, and it is a big show today because college basketball is back. I can't believe we reached the point where we're having a Division One sport that involves teams from the state of Montana, but we do. And what we got for you on the docket today is all four, count them, one, two, three, four head coaches from around the state of Montana from the Division One basketball programs. We're going to do this in a specific order here because the Lady Grizz actually just got done playing. So they got one game in the books. A part of me was skeptical, man. I didn't even know if it was going to happen. But the Lady Grizz just got a game in the books. We recorded an interview actually last week with Mike Petrino. So that'll be our ESPN roundtable. I know normally Wednesdays at 5 you're used to hearing the ESPN roundtable. We're going to start off with the ESPN roundtable with Mike Petrino. Then we're going to hear from University of Montana head coach Travis DeCure. Then we're going to hear from Trisha Benford, Montana State women's basketball coach. Maybe hear a little bit more from Travis DeCure about some of the challenges of the pandemic. We'll hear from Montana State second-year head coach Danny Sprinkle. And, of course, it's the end of the week, so we also have the chick who doesn't know sports with our good friend Carolyn and a special treat for you. Get to share a little bite from our most recent Grizz Greats podcast episode with Joe Douglas, fan favorite around the University of Montana, around the Big Sky Conference, a University of Montana Hall of Famer, and our latest Grizz Greats episode. 
As always, broadcasting to you live on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Also, statewide, SWX Montana Television, worldwide, 1029ESPN.com. That's where you find the stream. You can click on it, listen to ESPN anywhere in the world, any time of day, 24 hours a day. All you got to do is go to 1029ESPN.com, click on the stream, click on Listen Live. The stream presented by Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you want to get in, well, it's going to be a little hard to get in today because we have a lot of these interviews already ready to roll. We recorded these leading up to this, so you'll hear Ryan Tutel on the show quite a bit today, honestly. So uh, we'll try to remind you that he's actually not in studio. We pre-recorded a lot of these interviews leading up to this because we knew it was going to be hectic with college basketball being the day before, the opener being the day before uh, Thanksgiving, as well as the last day of the academic semester at both Montana and Montana State. So it might be a little tough to get a, a call in, but if you do want to get a hold of us, 361-3688, all guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. If you want to send a text, you can also text that number as well. Let's get into it because we're running out of time already. We're only three minutes into this thing. Montana, they open up their season on the road. The Lady Grizz, the first game of the Mike Petrino era, is over. And Montana, they fall to Utah State, 81-74 in Logan. Lady Grizz had a really good lead. They got off to a great start. Uh, they were up as many as 10 points, 39-29 late in the first half. Uh, Utah State closed the first half on an 8-0 run to cut it to 39-37 at halftime. Lady Grizz shot the ball really well in the first half. They hit 5 out of 12 three-pointers, shot right around 50%. And uh, then the shooting kind of went cold down the stretch. And uh, it, it a couple outstanding performances, though, for Lady Grizz. Carmen G. Feller, who I have thought needs to be a pivotal member of this team. She missed most of last year with an injury. She's a highly talented player coming out of uh, the eastern part of the state of Washington, and I think that could be something that Lady Grizz could really lean on. She had 21 points in this game, 8 of 13 from the floor, 5 of 6 from the re- free throw line, also had 6 rebounds. The other breakout performance in this one, comes from Willa Albrecht, true freshman, actually one of our 10 guests on our senior spotlight uh, series that we did this summer, highlighting some of the best seniors from around the state of Montana. Will Albrecht was one of the great track athletes in the state of Montana at Billings West and also a standout basketball player. Well, as a true freshman, she came out, she hit two threes in the first half. She hits four out of five threes overall, five out of eight from the floor in her college basketball debut, and she has 14 points, but it's not enough for the Lady Grizz. Four Utah State players uh, in double figures, um, led by Megan Mendezona, sorry, I needed a, a pronunciation guide there for a minute. Megan Mendezona with 18 points to lead the way for the Aggies. So, in this interview with Mike Petrino, the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula, there will be a couple things that maybe sound a, a little bit dated because we did record this last week, but most of the information is still pertinent just about Coach Petrino taking over. And it's an interesting fold for the Lady Grizz program because Robin Selvig, Guided the Lady Grizz from 1978 until 2015. 38 seasons, 865 wins, 21 NCAA tournament appearances. You know all of it. He's one of the great coaches in the history of college basketball. Point blank, period. It will never be done again at at the Montana schools, what Robin Selvig did. I mean, I guess you could never say never, but 38 years and 865 wins. That puts you in top 10 category ever, period. And uh, he passed the program along to Shannon Schwinn, who was one of the greatest players in program history and an assistant on his staff for more than 25 years. And uh, after four disappointing and largely lackluster seasons, Coach Schwinn, her contract not renewed because of a hiring freeze at the University of Montana. Mike Petrino takes over on an interim basis. And uh, pretty good effort in Logan, Utah um, in his debut ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Hey, if you don't have Thanksgiving plans, head on down to Paradise Falls. 
You can go there and eat a full Thanksgiving meal after 11 o'clock in the morning on tomorrow, or you can order out as well. They were wanting you to order out, order the takeout by earlier this week, but they're still taking orders now. So if you want to give them a call, just go to their website. You can just Google Paradise Falls and uh, you can get your Thanksgiving either in-house or to go either way. Thanksgiving at Paradise Falls. Sure to be delicious. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls featuring Lady Grizz head coach Mike Petrino. Well, we are happy now to welcome into the ESPN Roundtable the head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz basketball team, Mike Petrino. And coach, we appreciate you being here. And uh, when you got this job about, you know, what is it, five, six months ago, uh, you knew that this was going to be a difficult offseason. But I'm not sure that anybody could have prepared anybody for what this has actually been. Can you can you give us, is it even possible to give like an overview and an assessment of what this has been like since? you took over the head spot and trying to build your team trying to recruit kids to play and and also just logistically trying to get games as you open uh you know at uh, at at utah state game number one tonight that's a great question i don't know if anybody could predict this um you know i can remember going back to the big sky conference and you know you get the news that games are canceling and you're reading about across the country and then you know we came home um Talking about, well, this is crazy that games are being, there's only a tournament maybe, you know, I and mean, you're just, you couldn't even fathom it, right? Uh, not knowing, of course, there wouldn't be a, a traditional sports summer or a traditional sports fall. And, you know, we got back from town. I remember I went recruiting. I was recruiting. I was on the road uh, bouncing between Montana State tournaments when I got the call from the school saying, we have to get off the road. They're pulling everybody off and uh, everything's being shut down. And, uh, but no, I never thought at all that uh, we'd be all right today. But, you know, you really can't spend too much time going on it. You just, you know, like I'm going to tell everybody, you just got to plan, prepare, and pivot, and uh, on to the next one. Well, when you have planned, prepared, and pivot. All those things that you've had mm-hmm. to overcome. Well, that's a great question. I'll, I think I can summarize it by this. Um, everything you plan out, every decision you make now is there's a COVID influence with it. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're going to Logan to play. We're coming back after the game. We're busting there, busting back, you know, for safety reasons, cost reasons. Um, we're planning things. We, you know, weeks before that we're planning Thanksgiving. Okay. What can we do? Well, we would love to have a team get together, right? With the entire team. But if you do that and in your next COVID test three times a week, if that's positive, now the whole team is in danger, um, close contact. So we have to prepare Thanksgiving meals for all of our kids, but they're going to have to eat them in small groups or even by themselves, and we'll Zoom call, do something to be together. But uh, every decision you make has a COVID influence on it. So uh, the non-conference schedule was done. You know, a lot was done last year. That all changed. I think only one game originally was planned is still going on. The rest of all been changed and altered. Uh, I think your daily schedule, go back to summer, summer camps. Uh, we were able to pull off a youth camp. That was a miracle. I think looking back, how we were able to do that. Um, is everything you plan out, there's going to be a COVID influence. And then with everything changing, everything just changed, you know, everything is just adjusted. And then as far as practice goes, yeah, practice is different. Um, we'd love the practices. They've been great. First of all, you have to acknowledge that you're fortunate to practice because everyone gets to practice. Um, all the problems that were going on before practice or there after practice for those 
two and a half hours, it's a break from reality. It's great. But during it, you're, every water break, you're, you know, we're spraying our hands, we're sanitizing, uh, we're wearing masks in practice. Um, girls are wearing the, the, the players wearing those buffs. I mean, even when you try to get away from it, there's still reminders of what we're living in right now. And, but again, we're, we're doing it and we're getting through it. And it's, uh, some do look back on it and go, wow, we really did got through that. You know, we're always, uh, Coulter and I looking for silver linings, Coach. You know what I mean? We're trying to trying to yeah. raise the level around here. So here's maybe for one. You. Because of this, as we know, the academic calendar got moved way up. And, in fact, your, your yeah. first game here on this Wednesday before Thanksgiving is, I think, the last day of class uh, before a mm-hmm. very long winter break, right? You're going to be off all of December, much yeah. of January. And that's going to be, you know, the first half of your season. How nice is it? Isn't it nice, maybe a little bit, that you got only basketball for your kids to kind of focus on here, jumping into a new season and really with a very new team? Yeah, that that probably be nice. That probably be nice. Now, because of that situation, we're actually going to take advantage of winter session and have some of our kids knock out some classes um, during that. But still, the, the time difference will be better, right? There'll be more time, and we just hope that we're out of quarantine or not involved with that, so that we can be together and develop. Absolutely, we're going to use every chance we can to to uh, grow together. No question. Well, preparing a non-conference schedule, uh, a challenge at Montana uh, for both the men's and women's teams for years. I know that's always something we've talked about with the various head coaches, and I'm sure even more challenging this year. So tell us just about how your non-conference schedule came together and then uh, leading up to what is one of the first games of the college basketball season anywhere in the country with you guys playing at Utah State. Yeah, it's a big challenge, and, and, you know, we're – we have Utah State – um, well, first of all, going back to your question, it was always fluid, right? I mean, this is the latest. Some of these contracts were signed, um, finalized, or approved by all the powers that be this month, probably. Um, and every, I can tell you this, in the last 10 days, I think I've gotten a call, all but eight of those 10 days, I've gotten a call from a coach saying, you're still looking for a game. Something got dropped. Something got adjusted. So we've been fortunate, I guess, that, since we released our schedule, our five games are still intact, hopefully. Um, but we have backup plans. Okay, if this, if we lose a game in this window, we know this person's still looking for a game. So it's still fluid and ongoing. I think everyone just wants to play games to, to get experience. But, you know, we got Utah um, State, uh, Mount West School on the road. Um, we're busing every road game in non-conference. Um, we get to come home and open up Big Sky Conference in Southern Utah here with both games. I have another home game against North Dakota. We could go play a nationally ranked Gonzaga team. And then, and then after that game, we'll go over to Seattle and play. And then before Christmas, we'll play Utah Valley at home. So uh, five Division One schools, uh, one's nationally ranked. Um, a lot of good history with a lot of these schools. Uh, North Dakota is obviously a former Big Sky member. Um, and um, so we're excited about playing these games. We just, we're excited for the opportunity to play, and it'll be a challenging schedule, no question. Mike Petrino joining us, head coach of the Montana Lady Grizz basketball game, again opening their season uh, at Utah State, the first day that you can play here on the uh, 25th of November. And uh, coach, 
uh, I'm, I'm interested about your team. I want to talk to you about them a little bit because uh, I think the last time we spoke, you were more interested in what your team looked like. I mean, you're getting a couple <laughs> new transfers in, right, from the Southern Hemisphere, another from yeah. Missouri. Obviously, some kids getting back, getting healthy. Sophia Styles, we know, has battled injuries, and hopefully she's coming back, you know, pretty close, if not all the way to, to 100% health. So now that you've had some time, I know it's been up and down assessing them. Some kids can practice, can't practice, et cetera. But what, what do you think about your team right now as you've had you know some time now on the floor to watch them to take a look at them and how they're coming together yeah it's been great to be on the floor together like I said it's been our, probably the most therapeutic part of the day is practice time so you know I think it starts with returners the ones ones that are the most experienced um, you know we're fortunate we have some good returners coming back um, you mentioned uh, Sophie uh, this is the best I've seen her look in the, the three years I've seen her play and practice here um, you know, she had the tough knee injury her freshman year. Last year, she played in a lot of pain. And uh, although we never talked about it, everyone knew she was playing through that. Uh, never once though, did she ever complain uh, about her, you know, poor me, I got this issue. Uh, she's wanted her team to do the best they can. Uh, Abby Anderson's coming off her best year. Um, you know, I think last year was a breakout year for her. Um, I think Jordan, Sullivan, and Nate, and, and, and when Jason, the teammate, have done a really good job developing her game. Um, and, and then, you know, we had a couple good kids. Uh, Kylie Froelich had a, has had a really good summer. Um, she's done really well. Uh, other returners, Carmen G. Fellows come off a redshirt year that was very valuable, I think, for her. Um, Jordan Schwain's come off a redshirt year. You know, so these kids are, are, are returners for us that I think bring experience and competitiveness, um, and that's really valuable. And then, you know, a lot of our new kids, Maddie Schoening, uh, our one senior, you know, she has the most experience. I always... You know, we never take for granted. Maddie Shoney has played through a lot of injuries, too, and again, battled through a lot of stuff. Um, you know, in her senior year, the only senior, kind of like Chase Henderson. But Maddie brings a lot of experience, more versatility, too, brings the most playing time and starts in a career on our team. So those are kids we're going to start out with. And then our freshmen done a good job coming in. Um, the transfers done a good job of coming in, balancing out the roster. And I think that the, comp- the, the practices have been really competitive, and we need most of those kids to step up and be consistent for us. And I think we have a good idea who it's going to be, but. You know, like I told uh, everybody, we're one COVID test away from uh, altering our roster, so we have to have everybody ready to go. The last couple of years, uh, the one absolute constant for the Lady Grizz has been that Mackenzie Johnson's the person playing on the ball. She's the one as the floor general, and she's hardly ever, if ever, coming mm-hmm. out of the game. So what do you think of just uh, who might be be able to take the controls of just operating the team like Mackenzie did these last couple of years, and uh, do you have confidence in that element of this year's Lady Grizz? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, Mackenzie, I don't think people um, appreciate the career she had. I know they do, but you look back, I mean, there's a very historic program. She finished in the top 10, six different categories um, in a very historic program. So uh, what she was able to do during those times, and I was fortunate, I got to see her from her uh, for every one of her games here. And she's brought toughness to her, a great work ethic. You know, I, I compared her to like a Peyton Manning where she was just, she loved to watch, she just loved the game. She watched, loved watching the preparation. Uh, she was a great example of all the other players to watch uh, her competitiveness, the way she, how much she played through injuries. My goodness, she was a tough kid as well. So, you know, we can't ask anybody to be her, her senior year. We can ask that we learn from her, just like we'd learn from Emma and Taylor and the things they brought. But I think we had to learn just the, her habits, how she prepared, how she practiced, um, and, and just understand, remember, freshman year, her, her numbers weren't the same as her senior year, right? There's going to be some growth there. But 
again, everybody talks about what we don't have. Uh, we focus on what we do have, and, and we have full confidence in our in our perimeter players. The fact that um, you know Sophie and Maddie both bring a lot of game experience, and I think they can both do a lot of things. And they got to be themselves too. They got to do things that are help good for them, be good at what they do well. Um, but there's no doubt we'll miss McKenzie. You know, Coach, one thing that I think almost sort of gets lost in this is you. Uh, I mean, you are on the verge of, of coaching your first uh, first game Division One level as a head coach. How exciting is that to you? And, and have you thought about that? Like, hey, you know, this it's it's happening. We're doing this, and, and uh, I'm going to be the one uh, running the show. Well, I've, one, I haven't really thought of it, and two, all it means is that, you know, uh, you get all the blame now, so that's that's, uh, that's the way it goes, right? But um, you know, I've, I've never, I haven't really thought of that. I, I think from the day one of obviously the unexpected change that happened, and you're just doing your best to help throughout this season, help give these kids a memorable experience. Um, you know, I, I know through all this, life's a team sport, and uh, I'm very fortunate that I get to go to work every day with uh, Jordan and Nate and Jason. I think we've been a collaborative effort from the beginning, and. Um, I haven't thought too much about myself at all, really. Um, you know, I think Coach Selvig was, if you watch that documentary, he, he never once said it was about him. And, um, you know, these players are the great alumni of the way. This is why this program is so successful. And all the players and coaches that help with that. But, again, the players are going to get the credit and we'll take the blame. But uh, that's the way it goes in this business. And, um, you know, I'm just excited for these kids to see you and I'm excited for the opportunity to play. I know it's a scary world out there right now, so I'm just excited for the opportunity to play play some games and see if we can grow and get better. It's like the old saying goes, the, the world changes dramatically when you're just sitting 18 inches to the right or 18 inches to the left. It's it's not it's just one seat down on the bench, but all of a sudden a different level of responsibility, a different level of accountability. But you have been a head coach in the past, Mike, so uh, how do you hope to channel maybe some of your past experiences as a head coach at the prep level uh, into then now being a head coach at the Division One level? Well, it's funny you mentioned that the the, the chair thing because one of my mentors is Joe Ligurski, who I, who's my first guy. Gave me called his job, and we talk a lot. And he he'll just call randomly, and we'll talk. We talk a lot, but he'll just say, "How are you sleeping?" And then he just laughs because every question he asks, he knows the answer. Right. He knows the answer. <laughs> he answers questions. And then he goes, "Now you know what I was thinking about. Now you know what I." You know, he's always he's there to uh, remind me. And I go, "I'll go try and know how hard it is." Um, but uh, you know, I think you first of all. You know, this is year 28 for me coaching. I can't believe that. Um, I think you you just learn who you are. You got to be who you are, you know. Um, I'm in this, you know, temporary position right now. I do the best we can. I'm, before me was the greatest player in the history of the program, and before that was the greatest coach in the history of this school conference and success. So you just got to be you. You got to be you, and you got to do what you think uh, everything decision you make is for the best of the team. And, um, yeah, there's a big there's a big difference between suggestion and decision. Um, but again, I think there's a big a big collaborative effort by all the staff, uh, Jordan, Nate, and Jason, and uh, it's it's fun to work with them, and we're excited to to grow as a staff together. Well, Coach, we're excited to have some basketball, and uh, congratulations yeah. on making it to this point uh, against Utah State to open up, then conference play in this weird two-game set with Southern Utah, and then back into the non-conference, and hopefully we can get yeah. through you know as much of this thing as we can, but we appreciate you joining us and wish you the absolute best of luck throughout the course of this season. We'll catch up again with you soon. Hey, we really appreciate you guys. I know when we talk about recruits, we talk all the time about, you know, if you don't want to be recognized, don't come here because uh, – 
you know, Grizz Athletics is, he has all the attention and it's great. So we appreciate the support and the recognition from the media. So appreciate you guys. So there you go. ESPN Roundtable with Mike Petrino. Lady Grizz opened up their season today, and uh, some of that was kind of leading up to this because we recorded it last week. But uh, Coach Petrino and Lady Grizz, they fall 81-74 to Utah State. But at this point, just getting games under the under your belt is uh, certainly an accomplishment within itself given everything that we've gone through. It's the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls on the south side of Missoula over there on Brooks Street. If you need somewhere for Thanksgiving, go check out Paradise Falls. They're going to be serving Thanksgiving dinner from 11 a.m. on tomorrow. Uh, call ahead. You get a reservation. They have a big space. You can socially distance. It's $18 a plate for a traditional Thanksgiving dinner. You can also get it to go. $20 a plate. Um, and all you got to do is just give them a call. So visit Paradise Falls website or just stop into Paradise Falls at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. If you need somewhere to watch the Grizz game on Friday against USC, you can definitely hit up Paradise Falls as well. They got the Pac-12 network, and uh, they'll take care of business for you down there. Speaking of the University of Montana men's basketball team, we are going to talk to Travis DeCure right after this, but not before we enjoy a little Florence coffee. It is Friday, but it's not Friday. It feels like Friday. It's Wednesday, but it feels like Friday because we're headed into a long weekend. We will not be on the air. Two Tell Nuanas, not on 1029 ESPN, not on SWX Montana, not live around the world on the Listen Live tab. No, we will not. Hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving weekend. But we're going to send in your weekend a little caffeine. Florence Coffee Company break. You're going to stay up late tonight. You probably got family, friends coming into town. Or maybe you're just hanging out. You're just chilling. You want to watch some college hoops. You want to get geared up for the NFL tomorrow, wherever it might be. No matter where you are in Missoula, there's a Florence Coffee Company kiosk near you. So stop on by. I'm drinking myself a nice triple shot iced Americano, the usual, the regular. My main man, Reese, in the back, he got himself a Huckleberry smoothie. Thing disappeared. Two seconds. That's how good they are. Stop on into a Florence Coffee Company. Florence Coffee Company kiosk today. There's someone somewhere right near you, anywhere you are in Missoula. Travis DeCure, University of Montana men's basketball team, right after this. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan and you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not.
Welcome back to Tell New Orleans, one two nine ESPN Missoula statewide SBX Montana Television around the planet Earth on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe on YouTube, rate, review, all that fun stuff. You can also find us on the live stream one zero two nine ESPN the stream presented by Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You want to be a part of the show? Well, we got all four Division One head coaches from the state of Montana when it comes to hoops on the show today. We just heard from Mike Petrino for our ESPN Roundtable. His Lady Grizz, they fell 81-74 this afternoon against Utah State. A little later on this hour, we'll hear from Trisha Benford at, at Montana State. She's the 16th-year head coach there for the Lady Bobcats, and she's the longest-tenured head coach in the state of Montana. Top of the hour, hear a little bit more from Travis Secure, University of Montana men's basketball program. Program, who we will also hear from here just in a short minute. And we'll also hear from Danny Sprinkle, uh, second-year head coach at Montana State. Grizz, though, they opened their season on Friday at USC. Excuse me, Saturday at USC. Got to get that one right. Uh, 7 p.m. tip-off. It'll be on the Pac-12 network. If you need somewhere to watch it, head on down to Slippers, Silver Slipper. Sports are back. Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the NFL action, all the college football, all the mixed martial arts, and all the Grizz hoops that you might want. Drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and Tarantino's Pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team at the Slipper. It's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Montana's best cast secret across the street from Walmart on Brooks. Go check them out today. Travis DeCure joined us last week on a very extended Zoom call, 52 minutes worth of, of great insight from Coach DeCure. And anybody that follows this show or the University of Montana men's basketball program, they know that Travis DeCure, when it comes to his ability to articulate his thoughts and feelings and to project his vision, there's not very many people I've been around in any element of life that can do it as well as him. He's a phenomenal basketball coach. I think he could be a motivational speaker. I really do. I think he could be a, 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 a leader of, I mean, even a politician or, or some sort of civil rights leader. He, he's such a tremendous figure. And people in Missoula and around the state of Montana should be so proud and happy that he represents uh, our community. Regardless of if you're a Grizz fan, a Bobcat fan, whoever you're aligned with, Travis DeCure is as good as it gets. And I thought his thoughts on navigating everything that we've been going through as a country, and particularly when it comes to men's college basketball, were as poignant and pertinent as they come. So here's Travis Secure from last week about some of the challenges of 2020 as his team prepares to open their season next week, this next weekend, Saturday, 7 p.m. at USC in Los Angeles. You know, for us, um, similar to nationally, I don't know that there's one team in the country that is where they were last year on November 17th, 18th, um, you know, whether it's quarantines, whether it's um, struggling to get guys in shape, uh, we found ourselves canceling, uh, changing our day off schedules, shortening the length of practices uh, just to be able to get through things. So, you know, we're in a tough scenario right now. We, our guys are anxious to play. They'd like to play against someone other than themselves. Um, I, I think there's a lot of question in terms of where we are. Uh, we, we just finished a meeting as a group here as the staff on some things, some bullet points of things to, to work on between now and our first game on the 28th. And it's tough because you just haven't had as much time, one, to build up to where we're at, and two, 
we have no idea because we're just trying to guard each other. Last year, at this point, we would have had two in, two closed-door scrimmages um, and a maroon and silver scrimmage and, and have a pretty good feel for where we're at and who our starting lineup is. And, and so right now, we just got a lot of question marks and trying to keep our guys healthy, uh, the ones that are and the ones that aren't trying to get them there. So with all that being said, it sounds like a lot of negativity, but the reality is, is we're excited to play some ball and, and, and we, we can't wait for next week to come. And we're going to get as much done in the meantime to be prepared to go out and perform. Yeah, Coach, you said, you know, you are probably like almost every team in the country, probably not where you want to be or expected to be just in terms of your ability to prepare. But if that's the case kind of across the board, what is going to be the key here at the front part of the season for, for you and for all teams? Like what's going to be the deciding factor in a lot of these games ultimately? Too many factors to answer that. I, I You know, I, I think the most important one, the biggest one is health. Um, how many healthy players are you able to show up with? And are you willing to make decisions that are best for your players? And um, we've held some guys out that probably could have practiced. Um, we've pulled some guys here and there that probably could have finished the practice because, you know, there's just a lot of risk. Um, and, and that's physical ailments. But you start traveling and there's other issues, right? And, and so your ability to test and get results and try to keep these guys safe is, is going to be huge. So that's going to play into it a lot. And I think that's probably the biggest um, question mark or, or obstacle for everyone nationally is putting healthy bodies on the floor. Um, and, and, and whoever can do that the most is probably going to win the most games. I have two for you to follow up on those, Trev. First of all, you talk about the mental aspect of this and um, it just seems like it's such a challenge because you guys are about to embark on doing stuff that most people right now in society aren't doing you know flying on planes going to big cities things like that how do you get your guys mentally prepared for that element of it I mean it seems like it's a completely unique challenge you guys have maybe never gone through well there's a lot of people flying right now and 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 maybe too many I I, you know like I say you can look at this both ways um you know, I read an article about a lady that was on a full plane, and right? But it, it's hard, you know, and, and so we talk about it a lot in terms of how to protect yourselves. We're trying to have all the right things to travel with, goggles and the right masks, you know, N95s and the training and minimizing the contacts, going from one gate to the next without stopping for food and just as many things as possible. Um but the reality is, is it's been hard to manage just right here in this college town in terms of places that you may or may not go or should or should not go. And COVID is being passed around pretty easily in some of those locations. And, and so I think you get to a point where a lot of these young men feel like they might get it anyway. And, and, and a lot of them have had it. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I really can't answer that question, Colton, because there's a part of me that doesn't want to travel. I wish we could charter everywhere like some of these teams are going to be doing. I wish our conference can af- afford to have an emergency helicopter ready to transport people or a plane, charter plane that can transport a positive case that's on the road that can't get back. You know, I wish we had all those things available to us that would make more sense of it, but they're not. And, and so 
you know, there's just a lot of ways um, for, for this to be positive or negative. And, and I think we just got to work to make this as positive and safe as possible. No one would argue one of the toughest things about this year is going to be the logistics of everything. How are you and your coaching staff kind of preparing for unexpected events? How are you getting your players prepared for unexpected events, whether it's, you know, you can't coach a game or some of your coaching staff can't, or I'll give you another example that you kind of brought up earlier, a player on a road trip does test positive and, you know, can't travel with the team, say, coming back, you know, what, what do you do in those type of scenarios? Well, there's some protocol that we've, um, we've worked on as a conference um, and, and also with us in terms of our schedule to help us avoid those negative tests on the road. In some circumstances, there'll be a couple where they're a little risky. And we, we look, I've called 30 head coaches and asked all of them what they will do and what their protocol is. Out of those 30, five have a plan. Most are waiting on conference, administration, NC2A to get back and tell us what the deal is. And, and everyone's sitting back saying, you got to communicate with that county, that county's health department. You got to communicate with the CDC and, and, and go by their policies. And so, you know what those policies are in a lot of those places is you're stuck. And and so what's what a lot of head coaches are doing right now, finding rental car agencies that will allow them to rent a van and, and put a COVID positive in that van and then have someone on your staff drive. Um, there's one conference I talked to that said anything longer than a 10 hour drive, you stop, you rest. And then you, you, you get back on the road again. And, and that's a conference policy. Um, so for, for us, we, we've, we've got some people that have already been positive that wouldn't be at risk in terms of COVID traveling with a positive. Um, we're in a situation where we probably have fewer potential positives than a lot of teams in the country. So um, we, we've, we've got some things mapped out that we're working on. Um, and we're still asking more questions and, and, and trying to get a little more specific answers um, before we jump on our first flight. Yeah, kind of bouncing off of that a little bit. I mean, how much pressure has, you know, Brandon Renan and, you know, your guys in the training staff and your guys in the athletic performance, um, you know, group been over these last, you know, six months? I, I'm, I'm, sure it's, I'm sure it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I, I, I try not to add to it. I, I, you know, they're trying to do their jobs. And, and I have confidence in their ability and their willingness to, to go the extra mile um, to help this team be successful. Brennan Ronan is phenomenal in that regard. And he gets up early, stays late, comes in on off days and, and does extra, um, you know, and, and the same thing with Sam Walker, our trainer, and JC Weed, our trainer. But these guys are working overtime because when you add COVID to the conversation, to the, uh, above and beyond just your average injuries, the COVID issue takes way more time. And so um, I commend these guys. I, I, I think they're, they're, they're locked in. Um, I think it's important for the entire um, athletic department. And this is nationally in, in terms of each sport and each coach to support these guys and do the things that you're asked to do to minimize 
the things that they have to deal with. And, and I think that my group has done a, a, a good job of that. We always could do better, right? We, we could, we could be better with our mask when we're not in the building. We could be better with, you know, doing extra things at night to take care of our bodies and those types of things. But I think everyone's working really hard um, to help keep us healthy or get us healthy if we're not. And uh, we're grateful to have such a good group. And, um, you know, we, like I say, I don't want to add to their pressure because there's already enough out there. Coach, uh, there's been a lot of talk recently of a couple of vaccines in the work. Um, and I was wondering if there'd been any talk about how, if one of those kind of starts ramping up beginning of the year, January, February, whenever, how that would affect the season, how that would affect teams' ability to travel and such. No. Um, and I haven't asked a lot of questions about that. I, I, I'm wanting to believe there's a lot of people out there that need that vaccine before us. And I, I think that we're sending a bad message as a country um, if athletes get that vaccine before people that are saving lives and people that are being asked to educate young kids in rooms they don't want to be in. And, and so, you know, if the frontline workers, teachers, you know, if they don't get it first, then I think that there's, there's a major issue with what, what's going on out there. Great perspective from Travis Secure, selfless, unselfish, and a great mentor of young men. Hey, we got to get out. We got Trisha Benford, reigning Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, the head coach of the Montana State women's basketball team, joining us right after this. Two Tell Nuanas, one to nine, ESPN Missoula, statewide, SWX Montana Television. Today's business phone systems are required to do more than just answer phone calls. A cloud-based or VoIP voice system from Blackfoot Communications simplifies your business communications while adding features and capabilities. Your staff, remote or in-house, can provide the service your customers expect. With zero upfront investment, your future phone system is available today. Call 541-5000 or visit blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot, connect to more. Getting closer to the holiday weekend. It's almost here. And Ryan Tutel is not here. It is Tutel Nuanas minus the Tutel. The Nuanas has got you covered, though. Coulter Nuanas broadcasting to you live from the ESPN Missoula studios. And our college basketball extravaganza continues. We've heard from Mike Petrino, head coach of the Lady Grizz. They fell in their season opener 81-74 at Utah State this afternoon. Heard a little bit from Travis DeCure, University of Montana men's basketball coach. His team at USC in Los Angeles, 7 p.m. on Saturday night. And now we'll hear from 16th-year Montana State women's basketball coach, Trisha Benford, she's the reigning Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year. Her team won the Big Sky Conference a year ago. They're supposed to be playing South Dakota School of Mines tonight. That game got canceled. So their opener now, December 6th, against the University of North Dakota. Here's Coach Benford. We recorded this on Monday. Just her and I, Coach Benford from Montana State. 
So we go now to the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. We continue our college basketball blowout preview. As of right now, as of today, November 25th, this is supposed to be the beginning of the college basketball season. And we welcome in the longest tenured coach in the state of Montana when it comes to the Big Sky programs, Trisha Binford, Montana State women's basketball coach. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, Coulter. How are you doing? Very good. We have not caught up with you in a little while, and it seems like everything has been stagnant or in flux, or both at the same time ever since uh, we last interviewed you live and in person in Boise. So overall, I mean, I know it's a complicated question, but just take us through what's this last seven, eight months been like for you and your program? Uh, It's been no guarantees and control what you can control because every day is going to have a surprise. So um, I think you try to plan out as best as you can, but you have to plan for changes and the ability to adapt for sure. Is that tough with young people or is there a silver lining there where that can actually be a sort of a lesson? Because I mean, I think that some of those things could be applicable to competitive sports, applicable to basketball. Well, for sure. I think it's a challenge for, it doesn't matter if you're a senior or you're a freshman, you're a coach doing this for the 20th time or the first time. I think it puts everybody kind of in a first year situation just because you, you can't build a kind of rhythmic routine, so to speak. Uh, so really it's a, a, about your ability to get an excellent day, the days that you get them, uh, because you just don't know how many of those you're going to get. And, uh, so yeah, it's, it's been challenging, but at the same time, it is a great opportunity from the mental standpoint that you addressed of, you know, being able to remove the distractions, so to speak, which is what this is and your ability to focus in on what you can accomplish that day. Talk to us just a little bit about the evolution of your team. Last year, you guys have a tremendous season, one of the great seasons in Montana State women's basketball history. Set a school record for wins. You're knocking on the door of potentially going to the NCAA tournament, and then everything, it all falls apart. The NCAA tournament gets canceled. But I know coming into this year, regardless of the way last year ended, it was going to be quite a storyline for your team having to replace six seniors, including last year's Big Sky MVP and Fallon Frigi and several other tremendous players that had such a huge impact on your program. So uh, just from a team standpoint, what's that element been like? Have you seen some other young ladies rise to leadership roles? And what's just the dynamic of the team? How does this feel different compared to last year uh, when you had such a senior-laden squad? Well, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's one of the challenges of not wanting to rebuild, but instead of reload. And I think, you know, the way things finished or uh, felt a little bit incomplete, you know, there, there's a hunger for the returners to honor uh, that group, how we finished and to kind of take the next step, so to speak. And for the newcomers to establish, you know, their own legacy um, from day one. So obviously uh, the first one, that's not a surprise that comes uh, to mind is Darian White. I think, you know, she was just such a spark to bring into a very veteran team last year and complimented them extremely well. But now with having all those seniors graduate, it's, it's kind of been her show to run, so to speak. She's the team captain. She's, she's the one the kids look to. Uh, She's really taken some huge steps to not only be a facilitator, but uh, you know, continue to build her scoring ability, but we go as Darian goes. Uh, She, she, uh, in my opinion, she's, she's the, best as they get uh, on both ends of the floor. I think Tori Martell is somebody we're going to heavily rely on because she's such the example of 
we just have very few kids with experience to show the way of what this is what it looks like. This is how it's done. You know, we we've built this program on a culture of excellence on habits and we've got to get those underclassmen to find ways to do those things on a consistent basis. Those those are the two that come to mind initially. But I do think a, a Cola Bad Bear really has a chance to take a huge jump this year. She obviously set or um, came in behind the MVP of the conference last year, Fallon Freegie. So she's she's seen it done at the highest level, and I think she's going to make some big strides here. Sky Lindsay's also a transfer into our program that we signed for the number one reason that we were graduating so many seniors. So you've got some bigs in that mix and initially that are going to have some experience, but then you facilitate that with some kids that maybe were red shirting like Ashley Van Sickle coming off of injury, who's now healthy. And you've got this freshman class um, that's uh, pretty, pretty talented. So there's some freshmen already um, making some, some, huge strides. I think Maddie Jackson is somebody from, you know, that sophomore class that got a lot of minutes. That's also going to add some boost, but to be quite honest, culture, it's going to take us a little bit longer than last year's class of building the chemistry. Cause we've been in and out like everybody nationally of just kind of getting some rhythm with so many new faces you know, we're just not quite getting that chemistry piece yet. So we're anxious to get some games under our belt to go against somebody else and and see kind of where those rotations are going to be, who are the best lineups together, because we do have tremendous talent that we're extremely excited about. Two-Tell Nuanas, 129 ESPN Missoula, Wells Statewide, SWX Montana Television. Trisha Benford joining us. She is the head coach for the Montana State women's basketball team. And, Coach, you mentioned the cultivation of chemistry, which is always one of the most important and sometimes one of the most mysterious elements of a team. But you guys have done such a good job of that over the years, but particularly last year. I mean, you could just see the chemistry and how much your team gelled. And so when you are going about cultivating that in this unusual time, does it take more patience as a coach? Or I guess, how do you go about evaluating just all the different elements of your team when you guys just aren't together like you usually are? Yeah, I mean, I I would say patience is uh, a a good word to describe it. You know, I think the easiest easiest, um, description to go to would be frustration. Um, but that's obviously not the one you want to go to because you want all your opportunities to be on the court uh, with your young talent as possible. So, so I would say, you know, we're just trying to get creative uh, and take where we're at. You know, it, it's, it, you're, you're not going to compare where last year's team finished off. There was a lot of time and minutes with those kids. And then we mixed in a few faces with them and this group just needs some time. They need some reps together and uh, sky's the limit for this group, but we're going to have to take, um, and remind ourselves, these are the practices we've gotten. This is where we're at. Um, we're going to execute those things. And I think from the coaching standpoint, uh, to add on to the patience is trying to simplify. I think one of the things we tried to do early on was just get in as much as possible, even though it didn't look uh, the way it wants, you want it to look when you start to add new things because you just don't know if you're going to miss some practices. So, so those things we're going to continue to get sharper. We're going to get things off film uh, as we go through the process. But um, I'm just uh, really proud of the resolve that this group has. They compete 
Um, they already have great chemistry with just loving each other and competing with each other the right way. And we just got to get on the floor with them. So uh, it's going to be a fun year, but just our ability to get creative on ways we can continue building when things look a little bit differently than what we're used to. Mentioned Darian White, standout point guard, freshman of the year in the Big Sky Conference a year ago and on the preseason All-League team. Uh, but Madison Jackson and Cola Badbear as well. Those three as freshmen, I thought, gave you, all three of you, them gave you great bench minutes. I guess Darian in a starting role, but they all played a significant role in your rotation. And your experience as a coach now, going into year 16 here, what is the biggest jump for freshmen uh, coming into their sophomore years? And is it as big of a jump when they do experience so many significant minutes when they are rookies? Well, I think that, you know, everybody uses the line of sophomore slump, so to speak, of, you know, you're a little bit of a surprise to the league that freshman year, so you can get away with certain certain things that you go to every time versus your sophomore year. Now they know you on the scouting reports, and so... So you've got to you've got to evolve your game and develop where those weaknesses aren't something that they can expose and take away. And and you know, for somebody like uh, Darian, she got so many minutes that she was already on the scouting report to re- to start. And I think the jump for Darian is is really going to be at, at times it's going to be allowing. Uh, I shouldn't say allow, but um, she she can take over when needed. And there are going to be times where we're gonna we're gonna have to um, just put the ball in her hands and go with it. And so the scoring jump for her is something that she really did when Oleana was out last year. So she's definitely capable of taking a big jump there on the offensive end. Uh, but Maddie Jackson and Cola Badbear, those two kids coming off the bench, Maddie has an opportunity to play some two and three for us this year where we can get a little bit longer, um, get some athleticism across the board. And that's going to be a really scary defensive lineup. I mean, Jack was, Maddie Jackson was on the floor for us very often on end of game situations as a freshman, but for, for Jack and for Cola, it's really the offensive side of things that we want them to take that next step and have Cola have that inside presence that go to uh, interior and for Manny Jackson, um, just being that, that score on the offensive end and not just the defensive stopper. So, uh, we're excited about that sophomore class. Um, they brought uh, just great energy and competitiveness to the table. We've got some freshmen doing the same. I just, like I said, they compete really hard. Um, but yeah, those are the those are the things about sophomore. Is you're, you're known on a scouting report now. So whatever that uh, thing is that you got away with, you got to make sure that you've got both the right hand, the left hand. If you're only a driver, you're going to have to evolve your outside game. Uh, tell you what, we've been wa- working a lot on the perimeter with Arian White because everybody knows she can get into the paint at will. And uh, as long as she's confident with it, we are as well because she's really shooting the ball at a high level right now. And uh, I think she's she's going to do some great things this year. Coach, tonight around the country, college basketball, I guess even today, there's already been games happening throughout the country, and there'll be games tonight as well. But your team, your opener against South Dakota School of Mines gets canceled. Now you're looking forward to the December 6th date against the University of North Dakota. Just give us a synopsis of what these next couple of days look like. Will you guys be watching games, and how excited are you college basketball is back, even if it is sort of a tenuous time? Yeah, the the hard part is going to be watching these games with, you know, not getting to – to be in, in uniform yet ourselves. So that's going to be the toughest part. You're, you're just seeing a lot of games getting canceled and how those are th- things are happening. And um, I just think that it's going to be a little bit of a roller coaster when you get to tip the ball, um, play with great gratitude and take advantage of every opportunity 
But, uh, you know, we're just really trying to build and get uh, just some reps in for what our, our bread and butter is going to be with our man defense, our, our, um, our offenses. We just need to get those reps so freshmen aren't thinking uh, and they're just playing off of the game and, and their great instincts. I think that's what we're really looking forward to this next week before that first game. That's the advantage of we, that we do have having a little bit more time. Uh, but at the same time, we'll be wa- watching a lot of scout. We'll get it beginning our scouting reports uh, down really well, really good. Uh, we're going to have a chance to see some teams before they have a chance to see us. So we want to take advantage of that for sure. Trisha Benford, head coach of Montana State, the reigning Big Sky Conference coach of the year and the reigning Big Sky Conference champions. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Our college basketball extravaganza continues. Right after this, two tell Nuanas, one two nine ESPN Missoula. Danny Sprinkle off the top, Joe Douglas, Grizz Greats, Travis DeCure, and the chick who doesn't know sports. Keep it right here. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear. At the MSU Bookstore, you can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.